Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you. Got a little coaching news to get to, but this one, a former NFL coach, Jay Gruden, was on X last night and said, if I ever put a QB <laughs> through what Philly is putting Jalen through, I apologize, pick up a blitz, to which RG3 caught wind of and said, say what? Now, you probably remember that Jay Gruden was the head coach of then, I guess, the Redskins, Washington. Um, and he decided to announce right before the season started that Kirk Cousins would be the starting quarterback, not RG3. But I think this is, I think Jay Gruden gets a little bit too much of the blame for that whole situation because RG3 got injured and was playing when Shanahan was there uh, before Jay took over. And then they drafted, you know, Kirk Cousins and there was this quarterback controversy. And I don't know. I mean, was Jay wrong? Um, Jay did clap back saying, uh, Robert, were you prepared? So there was, all, of course, this story that Robert was never prepared. He never read the playbook and all of this. And I love that Jay didn't back down. I mean, he must have known that was coming. Jay is great with the trash talk. That is one thing I did enjoy about him when I covered him. Um, but I guess you could also make the argument as a head coach, if RG3 wasn't prepared, that's Jay's job. So I think they were just going back and forth. I think it's all in good fun. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure Jay knew that the possibility of RG3 seeing that was coming. And uh, he stood he stood by his comments. Yeah. Anytime RG3 seems to say anything, I take it as a joke. Like he's, it's a bit. I don't think it's serious in any sense. Maybe maybe he's got to be careful with that because sometimes people don't take what you say ser as seriously, but I don't know that he's concerned about that right now. I, I think it was all in good fun as well. But like when you talk about a quarterback playing through injuries or put in tough spots, even before Jay Gruden, like you, that's the guy you think of. Yeah. Like it was what, when he was on the field, there were times where, like you think about it now, like how did that happen? Even in the moment, people are like, "Why is he out there?" Um, that would that never happen. Today. Never happen. Yeah, there are too many people that are involved in a decision that would uh, stop that. And it wasn't that long ago, right? Like no, it, it was only a handful of years ago that we are looking at a quarterback who should not have been out there in the first place, and yet he is. And you're wondering, like, okay, what is his health going to be? Can you have a functioning offense this way, much less, you know, how RG3 is going to perform? You know, it is funny whenever we're looking at this exchange uh, between coach and player, former coach, former player, and we were kind of uh, banding this about, like, during the break. Like, was this serious? Was this all in good fun? And it leads me to this kind of interesting notion that sometimes like conversations between two people, friends, former colleagues, people who work closely together, sometimes it's hard for the outside world to really interpret the meaning of an exchange. Like only right. those two really know if it's serious or they're just having fun or maybe it's something in between, like a tinged 
playfulness or banter where like, yeah, like, you know, we're having fun right now, but you know, we're talking about some scars here. And, and it just goes to show that like on social media or any kind of public conversation, you're dealing with two people who are really close, sometimes interpretation for the outside world. Like you got to remind yourself, like it's not necessarily meant for the public, but it is going out there for everyone to interpret whichever way they see fit. Well, yeah. was Jay wrong? Kirk Cousins' career has gone on quite a bit longer than RG3's, and RG3 sure. was <laughs> given another chance. I, the other thing that's interesting, that was 10 years ago. Uh, and how many quarterbacks has Washington had since? It seems like 30, you know, and they All still haven't found a quarterback. Just goes to show how hard some of these organizations have finding a quarterback and then you look at someone like the Packers and they just keep hitting on them. And it seems like it's not fair, you know, to some of these other ones that just can never find a quarterback. All right. So uh, what should the total be on how many coaches head coaches are fired? I mean, so we where set are we a number at here? So where are we at? Seven. Are we at like since like since the season started. So we're adding Frank Reich and all of them. So is it right. seven okay. with like potentially seven. three more? It could be Dallas, could be Philly. And what's the other mm -hmm. one? I, I mean, there's Tomlin. talk that New Orleans might th make some changes. I don't know, but. Really? After all this? I mean, like it, they've been sitting around for weeks. I mean, what's this beat reporter, uh, quote unquote, like talking about as far as like, there may be some changes today in New Orleans, like. I mean, it would be what a would very be, late move to make, but still. It's happened before. Teams sit back yeah. and like, okay, we're not let, – let's talk to all of our players. Let's in, have our mm -hmm. end of the season conversations with everyone and think this thing through logically and is it time – well, if big changes, would it be above the head coach? GM changes? Hmm. Maybe. Certainly within the realm of possibilities out there. Uh, just because you have to do make you do have to make some sort of significant. I mean, the weird thing, like with the Saints is like you do have some veteran players who are kind of aging out, so to speak. The Derek Carr thing, it, you know, is a massive cap hit. And so there is this question of, OK, you've been kicking the can down the road for such a long time. Like, what are your options? What can you conceivably do? And you do have a head coach who is a defensive mastermind. Uh, but you also have put yourself in sort of cap hell where at some point you do have to pay your tab. And is that going to happen as soon as next year? I don't know, but it does mean you have to get a little creative with your decisions. And so that's why I'd probably say the Saints are still kind of up in the air as far as what their future is going to look like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then we've got Cowboys, potentially Saints, Eagles, Steelers, all – uh in the mix where there could still be changes coming i guess Steelers. that was weird yesterday that was really weird is that just what tom i don't know we'd have to talk to some Steelers people we got one coming up next hour but so my takeaway first off is that video reel of tomlin right so what happened is the i, th I think the pr person said are there any more questions any more and then mm -hmm. a, a female reporter said, coach, you have one year left on your deal. And he just mm -hmm. acted like he didn't hear it. And he just, yeah. she just briskly walked off. Walked out. 
Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, before before she even got to the question. So I don't know if that's something. It, is that something Tomlin always does? Like I don't talk about my contracts on the record, or I don't talk about it publicly. That's between me and ownership. Is that something he always does, or is there? You know, is he stressed out about it? Is there something hanging in the balance? Does he feel uncomfortable that mm -hmm. he's never had a losing season and he doesn't have the job security right now? I think it could be the latter, but I also think it's not really his fault. I mean, they have they should have found a replacement for Big Ben years ago. <laughs> I mean, they they kept running mm -hmm. it back with him, <laughs> and then they just haven't found a quarterback. I don't think it's all on Tomlin, but I also think he's been there forever. And maybe a change wouldn't be the worst thing in the world wow. for Pittsburgh. <sighs> well, I mean, we were talking about like quarterbacks in, in Green Bay lasting forever. Head coaches in Pittsburgh last forever. It, they just do things differently. Like you become a head coach there. Right. Like it's a great landing spot because you're not going anywhere. And the infrastructure is usually pretty sound to where at least you can compete. Maybe you don't have the best team on the field every single time. But at least you've got an organization that can compete, that can draft well, make good trades, all that good stuff. Yeah. So it, it is interesting. Like, can, I don't know if you really outstay your welcome with the Steelers, yet at the same time, like, is he going to be the answer? Like, when I watched that news conference and that kind of walk-off or ghosting or whatever, I saw a man who was emotional and didn't want to show it off. He didn't mm -hmm. want to let everybody know, hey, look, you know, my days are done here. Like, because I know that, you know, he's put his heart and soul in this organization for a really long time. And this is not a great way to end it. Yet at the same time, like, you know, it ends for all of us at some point. And especially if you have such a long standing tenure in one place, at some point, a change will get made, whether you like it or not. Yeah. You're going to be in that division with Lamar, Burrow. And what Cleveland has built for a long time, like mm -hmm. you just, it feels like they're very far away from Pittsburgh being in favor in that division. They compete. It's always a tough game in those divisional matchups. Um, but yeah, you, you never really had that pressure because you don't have back-to-back -back losing seasons. Like that's part of the reason that he's been there so long. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Are they going to change their style, their ways? I I, I think he's back. I, I would be very surprised. He, I, yeah, I think the problem is he hasn't been given a lot of opportunity. I mean, he's been making a lot out of the rosters that he's given, and I just don't think it's his fault. But, you know, sometimes maybe he wants out. <laughs> I don't know. I guess he should retire a Steeler. It would be a good he, look just to stay, stay there. But I, I think I'd yeah. want a, a change of scenery too. The quarterback since Ben has been a problem. That's obvious. The quarterback is a problem for half the league. But yeah. he has a lot of elite defenders, like his tenure. Like TJ Wise is one of the best players in the NFL. Now it's Fitzpatrick, and he's got Hayward. Like he's got some studs on that defense, and that's, that's good for them. That, that's how they play. Um, offensive line has typically been a problem. A uh, lot of offensive issues. When those Bills injuries happened, they were moving the ball on them yesterday. Even Mason right. Rudolph down to was is he the fourth quarterback of the year? I think he's the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost count by this point. I know I have enough fingers, but I, I definitely have lost count as far as where Mason Rudolph stacks up. The thing too is like 
when they drafted Najee Harris in the first round, like this was <laughs> sort of hearkening back to old school Steelers football. And to an extent, I guess I get it. But at some point you do have to update your ways. But I don't know how much of that is like Tomlin's fault and how much of that is the organization's fault. At some point they need to update and maybe they want a clean house so that they can update. But at the same time, I'd like to think that uh, Tomlin is a smart enough head coach to be able to adapt to the times. We'll see how this all plays out. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we want to add to our Super Bowl MVP portfolios after what we saw during Wild Card Weekend. That's coming up on the BetQL Network.